Hey, this is Rob Corddry, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Hi, friends! Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft. Once again, joined by a man who has thrown his pants and underwear out the window and has somehow shoved his boner back through his legs and is currently arc-pissing on top of his own head. That's Jeff Clark. Hey, what's up? And beaming to us from the Jurassic Age, the bearded booger-eating pterodactyl known as Shuddy Boy. Yo. <laughs> Woo! Back once again. Lots of shit to discuss. Little mama. Little mama's in the house. Allie. She's a little camera shy. Oh, wow. She responds quicker to, to Allie than she does little mama. Little mama. Oh, she swooped over for that one. A little treat for the YouTubers. It's her two-year Clark anniversary. We got her two years ago today. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big day for her. We're going to get her in and out. She's had a couple treats already. We took a nice long walk by the beach. So, it's a big day for little mama. It's a big day for all of us, you know? You want to hit the it's a the week. Uh we want to hit the ground running this this week, am I right? Well, you have a lot to talk about, I feel like. Actually, I kind of do. And I just remembered the third thing I want to talk about. I kinda Beautiful. Figured. Beautiful. I kind of figured that all would right. do it. I kind of figured that would do it. I think it, I know. And it bridges it all together because you had a fucking sick week last week. A it was sick week. A sick 24 hours. Okay, yeah, that's more what it was. If uh, I have comment, I enjoyed watching something I saw on Instagram of you. Well, um, Shuddy, I just looked at the levels. You might want to turn yourself up a, a tiny, tiny bit. Is that better? Uh, a little bit more. Is that better? Nope. Did you turn it down? No, I didn't. I just moved the microphone. It's fucking smart ass, Shuddy. Yeah. I can't. I can't How's believe that? this asshole. Is that better? Yo, yo, yo. No. God damn it, Shuddy. Louder. Not the same. <laughs> you did just kind of mute yourself. You're turning the knob slightly. There we like, go. I don't know okay. You You're good. Lost. Right there. Right there. Okay. All right. Here we go. Beautiful. What were we talking about? I don't know. But oh, your 24 gonna, hour power hour. If we're going to do this, this correctly, we have to do it. Proper. And there's only one way to do that. Oh, I and I gonna bake up some fresh Jeffy cakes. Feeling Iry Man. Bumper clad boy, I'm boy, I and I and I. Lord of mercy. Lord of mercy. So. Good thing I don't have shit to do for the next seven hours. <laughs> I stumbled upon something while I was checking out at the dispensary. And I'm 99% sure this is something that has never been covered on Baking with Jeffy Cakes. Um. I actually have been holding on to these for a couple of weeks. I tried one. I tried half of one, and it got me pretty rocked. Again, I'm a bitch. I'm very, very sensitive to edibles. They hit me quick. They rock my ass. Jeff has a way, way, way better tolerance. Did but you have one, or did you just correct yourself and have half of one? I had half of one. Only half of one. Okay. Yeah, and it so did knock you on your ass. Not necessarily knock me on my ass. I was still functional, but oh, I felt it. Yeah. Does, that, does it, how's the body high? Because I got a little neck thing right here, and I would 
appreciate some sort of THC remedy for that. I think this will help. All right. Um, it can't hurt. I'll tell you so that. So what I have here is the some rocks? S- or, um, Sonder Space Crystals. Pop Rocks? They're Pop Rocks. Yeah. Medicated Pop Rocks. Pretty sure we've never done these on the show before, right? I can't remember. I feel like we've done so many. It's so hard I to keep I feel track. like we may have. I do. Well, either way, it's been a long-ass time. Yeah. So uh, It's definitely not. Well, I if we would have done them, it would have been before video. So I can't say for sure. That, that. is definitely true. Baking with Jeffy Cakes was on hiatus for quite a long time. Yeah, we, I, ate, uh, I ate my way through the medical marijuana market. And now it's back and with wreck. a vengeance. Yeah. Um, either way, if we did do medicated Pop Rocks, we didn't do this brand. Uh, there's two flavors, peach or pineapple. I'll Pi- go. That's weird. Yeah. It's, it's pink and pink and uh, uh, purple. So I figured it'd be grape and like strawberry. But you're saying it's, what, say that again? Yeah, there's peach and pineapple? Peachy passion <laughs> and then pineapple party. Uh, and right, I'll, I'll do the pineapple one. Okay. Which I would. So I tried the peach ones. I tried the peach ones. I love You just handed him the peach one, though. Oh, I did. did. I'm looking at myself (laughs) on the Zoom camera, and shit's reversed, and it scrambled my brain. Honestly, (laughs) if you didn't say that, I would have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole packet is... I don't know. It tastes kind of peachy. (laughs) And and I would have still not have known. I still would have just talked right through it. (laughs) Each package is 10 milligrams. Oh, man. And I'm gonna have a, to inject this into my anus for me to get high. There's a decent amount, like you get a you get a decent amount of the treat, and they're fucking good. Like I tr- the the peach one tastes really good. And my how my, how much are they? So it's a obviously a pack of Pop Rocks. Yeah. What were they cost wise? Ten bucks. They were a little pricey. Well, that's not terrible. So, I thought it would be worse. I do need to take this. It's big acai calling. Oh Jesus! All right. I uh, say your pitaya because. Those are two totally different calls as we as we discuss in the Easter egg. Hello, Shuddy the boy talking. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Uncle Shuddy in his situation. So yeah, the directions for these say: hold crystals in mouth until dissolved, 30, 30 to sixty seconds. Effects begin fifteen minutes to an hour later. Um, so do you want me to wait for Shuddy to get, Shuddy to get back on? No, because I mean you're gonna have to kill the time if I'm gargle on these pop rocks well we can get the nice sound of you um of them of them exploding in your mouth all right yeah that's true and i do have it's getting hot here in the valley and i do have the ac on so if anybody hears anything in the background i know we do this we go through this every fucking year and everybody tells me i'm crazy and they can't hear it but yeah i always get nervous i don't like background noise because it's loud and we can hear it through our headphones but we've had enough listener um yeah, and Lil Mama's here. Yeah, she she's, needs it. She's wearing a fur coat. We can't have her sweating to death. So Shuddy looks like he's hopping back on. But either way, I'm gonna. Do I have to? Can yeah, I rip these? Can I? Oh rip? fuck! You oh, might. Okay, yeah. Can. Oh, it rips. Yeah. Okay. So I the candy itself, Pop Rocks. I think they're actually like like they're fucking awesome. But like the whole process of them and just like the I don't know the Pop Rocks vibe, I find it kind of annoying. I don't know. Like I prefer but you have to make them make make noise while you eat them. Yeah, it's just like a, I don't know. It feels like it's a once in a uh, blue moon type thing. 
Whereas, like, I can really eat, like, Reese's, Kit Kats, Snickers almost whenever. For sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not looking to, you know, if I, if I got back on the candy train, it would not be a daily thing, despite the fact that they do taste really good. And, uh, um, yeah. And it's fun. It is fun. And you can, you can try that urban legend and put a mouthful of Pop Rocks in your mouth and then wash it down with soda and swallow it and see if you explode. I feel like I've done that before. And I'm, you haven't right, exploded. Here I am. Yeah, Jeff has not exploded. It's confirmed. That no, not once in his life, actually. It's a pretty good average. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually uh, batting 100% with the soda and Pop Rocks. So can I just, just all in one shot, right? If you want to. Is that how you did it, or did you snack on them? Um, I just dumped a bunch in my mouth, and it actually dumped out faster than I was expecting. Right. And then I felt the bag and, and saw that I had eaten half of it. And I was like, all right, I'll just see how this treats me first. I'm going to just take it all. <laughs> take it all right in my mouth. <laughs> You'll slobber all over it and just take it all like a good little slut. Oh, wow. Little Mama it can hear the Pop Rocks in action, and she, you've caught her attention. Wow, I can smell them. I can smell yeah. the pineapple. I can, I- I can I can taste the pineapple and the THC. Shorty hates this. Shorty, how do you feel about this asthma? Asthma. <laughs> <laughs> I think Shuddy has us on spe- has his meeting on speakerphone, but can still hear what we're saying. Oh, okay. I, I Don't saw, laugh, Shuddy. Don't laugh. Game face. This is business. My bad. I saw his headphones on, so I figured he was good to go. My, now, <laughs> now that I hear what you're saying, it makes sense. <laughs> He hates when people talk with stuff in their mouth, so he's probably fucking fuming right now. <laughs> we'll see if he d- does a putter throw and rips his headphones off and chucks them at the wall. He comes in real hot. Actually, it looks pretty locked into his business call. What's the flavor on those like? They taste good? They taste awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you had them, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean I had as the peach a pop, rock, pop Rocks experience, it tastes like legitimate Pop Rocks. Yeah. Initially... You get like the wave of THC flavor, but it's really not that aggressive. It tastes good. Yeah. I like Pop Rocks. I, I don't know. It's still popping in my mouth. It's <laughs> kind of fun. You can hear it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully, I have this going for the next like 20 minutes. Oh, get some more. <laughs> oh, found another deposit in there. Yeah. Back by my wisdom teeth. <laughs> they get stuck on my uvula. <laughs> <laughs> Uvula. Isn't that, isn't that a vaginal? I don't know. I don't know what uvulas are. <laughs> isn't that the thing you're supposed to rub on a woman's vagina when you're having sex? <laughs> yeah. That's the spawn of vagina you're looking for, right? The uvula. <laughs> Here, let me let me tongue dart your uvula. A <laughs> uh, little mama looking at me like you want some pop rocks. Oh, can't have those yet. No doggy THC. No, not yet. Oh, yeah, that'd be sweet. She's good with getting contact high, though. <laughs> Did you eat the whole bag? Was that the whole yeah. thing? Nice. That's it. Uh, so it's only 10 milligrams. I can't imagine, like, I'm going to be wasted. It's going to affect my uh, podcast performance or even, like, really just get me high. I don't think it will get me high, but maybe. Sorry but about that, guys. I enjoy the treat. It's all good. <laughs> so I... Do you have to murder people, Shuddy? No, no. I just had to pay for refrigeration equipment. I uh, stated in the Easter egg. 
You're going right to the marijuana, so you're done for the day. You're good to go here, you think? Or you don't think any of the problems that could arise will be affected by your... I think that I've worked for this company for five years, and for a large majority of that five years, Monday afternoons have been me time. That's right. For this. Yeah, okay. So, Fucking love it. Yeah. <clears throat> so while I still tend to do some work while we record, that's out of my feeling of responsibility uh, and not necessarily. It just happened that the guy that was supposed to call me back an hour ago called me back when we started recording. So that that's why this all wasn't done before show. So sometimes your Monday work is just a demonstration of your professionalism, but there's no professional obligation for you because they know they know gotcha hey what was the thing on instagram that you saw about kevin what was that about what were you talking about i missed that oh him skateboarding on tony hawk's half pipe oh Oh, that's what okay so that's what i was referencing too that was like your big 24 hour day so you went you did action sports both land and sea, right? Yes. Yeah, in one day. Yeah. <laughs> nice. A little, a little surf and turf. Yeah. Literally. So we did we did a show with this guy, Jonathan Freeman, who's a surfer, and he's um, strongly tied to this really famous Instagram account that focuses on, like, surfing humor called Kook of the Day. Does he get chicks? Because he's married. He's married and he has kids. Okay. So, yeah. That doesn't he, necessarily answer the question. He did. He landed one pretty well. Yeah, I'm being sure that he she did. she married him and procreated. I feel like surfers just probably do the best. Well, he's a, he's a fucking really cool dude. He's like, yeah, he is. He's incredibly nice. Um, he's very energetic and positive, and he's one of those people where his his energy is very contagious. Like when you're around him, you get like caught up in his aura, for a lack of of better term. So he he came on the Jason Ellis show and. Just knocked it out of the park. He fucking killed it. He had the craziest stories ever. Like, is he, this serious era or post serious era? Like, have you known him for a while, or did he just come on for his first? No, time he just recently? came on for his first time. Okay, I guess Jason was familiar with him, but I wasn't. And he, I mean, he 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 moved out to L.A. I forget where he moved from, but he wanted to be an actor. It didn't really go anywhere, and then he signed up to be an EMT. And just saw the craziest shit ever and was telling us all these stories. And we did like, we really vibed with him. He fit in great with the show. It was like a, a perfect flow, really, really solid episode. And then when we stopped, the file got corrupted. What? Yeah. So no one heard the conversation. So what we ended up doing, I think there were 37 minutes that were salvageable from it. And after that, it all got corrupted and lost. So that went up on Patreon. Obviously, we can't put that out as a, as a main podcast episode. So we put that up on Patreon so people could get like a, a taste of him. Yeah. And then we were like, because he lives in San Diego, and we're like, fuck, man, we got to do that over. And he was just like, oh, more than happy to come back and do another show. So Jason got the idea to be like, okay, I've, he's always wanted to get me and Tully doing ocean stuff. Like, I think while he had this electric surfboard, he really wanted to get Tully and I on it and film it and work it into an episode somehow. But then he, like, before we could all get together, he, like, I guess he returned it or the, the rental period ended. And he was like, okay, well, 
why don't we do a day at the beach with Jonathan? He gives me and Tully a lesson, a surf lesson. And, uh, and then we go down to San Diego and make a visit to Tony Hawk's ramp. And I was like, oh, man, that is going to be an exhausting like the greatest day. greatest thing but, ever. Yeah, so we, we meet him. I forget wh- which beach it was, but it's like a beginner beach halfway between L.A. and San Diego, and we had to get there at like 8 a.m. So dealing with morning L.A. weekday traffic, man, I had wake up at like the ass crack of dawn. We rush down there. He's got all these boards set up for us, wetsuits and shit. And uh, I actually managed to catch waves. Was the water cold? Yes. And my penis ran for the fucking hills. My penis. <laughs> it was very cold, even with a wetsuit. How much did you complain? A lot. About the cold. I bitched a lot. When we got back to the beach... He was like, man, Kevin would not stop talking about his penis. Because <laughs> at one point, I jumped up on the board because he was sort of like holding it for me. And it was real bitch-ass surfing. Like, I got on the board and laid on it. And then he would tell me when a wave was coming. And they're all very, very tiny, tiny waves. And then he would push the board at the right time so I would catch the little wave and could get on it. Yeah. Um, Supposedly, that's the hardest part, according to surfers. Yeah. Who probably just take being in the water and balance for granted because theoretically <laughs> like that to me would be the hardest but it's like no it's reading the waves and knowing when to like, go for it and when yeah. not to go for it and the water was was super shallow there was only like i think the deepest it got might have been 18 inches you were in san diego no halfway to san diego from la i think so, it was kind of near dana point oceanside area uh, no right, whatever okay but it was it was cool because I it took me quite a few tries. I kept falling off the board every time I tried to stand up on it and I was getting really frustrated. And then when I finally got up, I had never gotten up on a surfboard before. The only the only time in my life I had ever surfed was when I was 19 and my dad took me in Bayhead, New Jersey. And my dad was a gnarly surfer. He fucking loved it. He surfed all the time. He took vacations and trips specifically to surf in certain spots around the world. And the time he took me, you know, I'm, I'm a bitch when it comes to the, the sun and the beach. I'm, I'm not the biggest beach person just because I fucking burn so goddamn easily. Even with sunscreen on, yeah. I have to put it on every hour or I fry. Me too, and I'm fat. So it's like... <laughs> and I got bitch tits. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't particularly like that. Yeah, so I'm not like cool with taking my fat ass out there shirtless <laughs> yeah. on, on, the, on the sand. So I'm not I'm not a big beach guy, and I, actually I wasn't I wasn't like I didn't have tits when I was 19. I was still like gross scrawny back then. <laughs> but still, my dad didn't give me a rash guard. He didn't give me a wetsuit. So when I went surfing, like your bare chest rubbing on the surfboard with the um, all the wax Turtle on wax. it and stuff, yeah, it it gives you rashes and, and breakouts and re- really fucks you up. And what it also does is it turns your nipples into two fucking pointy bugles. They grow into scabby little mountains. Even don't you have like really aggressive nipples though? Is I didn't back then. You? That was uh, that was only when my, my bosoms came in. And then I got fat nips. Okay. But it, it gave me like these like they turned super dark. They looked like chocolate. They were just like extended Madonna bra pointy fucking Hershey kisses. What music video is that? 
Is that Vogue? I think it was Vogue, yeah. yeah. So that was my only ever previous experience surfing. I never got up. Um, and I also, like, you know, my, sh- my shit is, is snowboarding. That's another fucking expensive sport. Oh, I can't do both. So I because never... Because if you get good at two of those things, those are pretty much... Those can really only be your, your hobbies. They'll yeah. be your only hobbies since you're getting good at two different sports. And there's the whole fucking surf community or people are <gasps> gatekeepers of their local beaches and if a new person shows up, they're dicks to them and they're... There's all yeah. these unspoken faux pas, and it just seems it's kind of like it's a world that I it goes way over my head. My buddy, yeah, same. My buddy who has a condo. You've met him before, uh, college. But he has a condo down there, and I think Oceanside. And he's got family in Hawaii, and he tells me just about like you can't just like roll into random beaches. Like if you walk into someone's like surf territory you get fucking punched in the head like in the middle of the water yeah people are quick to fight you yeah for sure i for some reason am a magnet for aggression like if there's ever you know a punchable face a very punchable face and i i am noticeably weak (laughs) so people size me up for a split second and they're like oh this guy poses no threat he's an easy win for my record (laughs) so i'm just gonna escalate this this never happens you come across a, a bitch like this you know, once in a lifetime, I'm going to take this full aggression. Oh, Anytime, it's, like a pubic sarconi. <laughs> yeah. Anytime there's like a traffic incident, somebody cuts me off and I honk. They are like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get out of our cars and fight right now because <laughs> yeah. you are no threat to me whatsoever, and I need an easy win. <laughs> I need so, a confidence boost. So come out and fight me. <laughs> yeah, you put me in one of those situations on the beach, and I'm I am the kook of the day, and everybody wants to beat me up. Yeah. So that is already intimidating. I don't want to fuck with that. I'm very bad with faux pas and unspoken rules. Like, every time I go gambling, I don't know how to fucking gamble. I've gambled a hand time, handful of times in my life at an actual, actual casino. And I always fuck up! I always break some stupid rule that I'm not aware of, and then I get yelled at, and then I get embarrassed, and then I want to fucking go away. You were nervous originally about doing the blackjack table thing. Because yeah. you didn't want the one random to come through and school, or be all pissed off about the way you made plays. Yeah, I, I played at some casino in Pennsylvania once. And I was just playing blackjack on my gut. And some guy fucking yelled at me because I hit when I shouldn't have. And he was like, that's my fucking card. You took my fucking card. And I'm like, the fuck, man? Dealer asked me if I wanted to hit or stay. And I said, hit. It's fucking my card. Yeah. Why are you yelling at me? And then one time I was playing roulette and I like leaned a little bit on the glass. And the fucking dealer snapped at me there and I got all embarrassed. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, that's something that you fucked up on. I, there's no a, signs that say no leaning. No, it's just common sense. <laughs> what, what, you shouldn't be leaning on the fucking roulette glass. What am I going to do? Use the gravity of my body to pull the pull the ball a little bit and go in the the the, bo- the hole I want it to? Come on. There's no. There's very little chance you're actually going to affect the roll. It's just I don't know. It's just probably it's just something that I don't know, makes sense not to do. I don't know. It was crowded. Everybody had seats, and I didn't have a somewhere. seat. I, got I was you. a little tired. Fuck I needed it. a lean. Fuck it. Well, and you learned a lesson. Either way, that's that's kind of why I could never just be a regular surfer. If if <laughs> Jonathan Freeman wanted to take me out every fucking day, that would be really fun. He was incredibly patient. He For gave sure. really good pointers. Anytime I, I started losing my cool and getting frustrated, he talked me down. He's a fucking great guy. And he got me up on, on waves. It felt really cool. I loved the feeling. It was very similar to snowboarding, and I'm addicted to that. And it also was like, you know, with my dad just being so freshly gone and surfing being such a big part of his life, 
the first thought in my head was, I can't wait to call my dad and tell him about it. And, you know, obviously a split second later, reality sets in. And it was, it was a little emotional. So Did you I, get the uh, cool, like, looking into the sun on your surfboard in the middle of the water? No, because I didn't look cool because I had a fucking full-body wetsuit on and a bonnet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw, so you were wearing, yeah, you were wearing, like, a fucking helmet out there. I was like, man, this yeah. is really dressed like a bitch. Because Jonathan brought all that stuff, and he's like, most of the heat when you're surfing escapes through your head, so you stay a lot warmer with these things. He's like, I always rock them. I'm like, this is the fucking brand ambassador for Kook of the Day. If he's saying it's chill... I'm going to do it. I don't want to be cold. What, did did Ellis and Tully have those on, too? Well, Ellis didn't go surfing. Tully uh, Tully declined. But the, I rocked the, it. The I was, hell, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Is, is, is Ellis not really into surfing? Or no, he, he had is. something else going on? But he wanted to like get footage on his phone and stuff, even though we had like a oh, professional, professional He was there. Again. He just wasn't in the water, really. Yeah. So in two weeks' time, I believe, that episode comes out with Jonathan Freeman, and it'll be interspliced on YouTube with footage of tully and i surfing um so that's cool that'll man. be that'll be cool to check out and then is tully gonna make it more of like a regular thing you said you didn't have the time is that something that he can fit in i know he's like a family man too he is but i think he also wants to get his son into surfing oh so yeah. i mean tully even said he's like you know when when i moved to la it was like okay well i'm in la i'm gonna do la things i will probably at some point end up surfing and in the, you know, 16 or so years he's lived out here, he's never gone once. Yeah. So after doing that, and I think Jonathan gave him some tips on how to, you know, handle shit with his son and get him into it, I think he's got a better chance of going again than I do. Cool. But then we, you know, rinsed off, changed, and then drove the rest of the way to San Diego to go to Tony's ramp and skate with Tony Hawk. <laughs> Which is fucking sick. I, is it? At his house? No, it's at his, his office. So his he has like an office building in this industrial park that that's where him and Jason record Hawk vs. Wolf. Okay. And he's got that half pipe, that massive half pipe. And then behind that is a little skate park thing with some quarter pipes and kickers and handrails and stuff. And honestly, I, I thought they were just going to give us boards and say, like, go to town, do some stuff, see what you can yeah, do. Yeah, record. Yeah, so I was planning on the last time I was there, which was, I don't know, maybe, I don't, I know the first time I went there was for Jason's 40th birthday, and he's 50 now, where we did a live show on Sirius where Jason tried to do a 540 on his 40th birthday. I can't remember if I've been back since then. Did but he stick it or no? Yeah, it took him a while, but he got it. Nice. Yeah. So I, I, the last time I was there, I skated a little bit in that tiny little park, and there were like smaller kickers, like really small, not kickers, but like quarter pipes. I don't even know if they could technically count as a quarter pipe because there's ramps. zero vert, and there's they're very, very small angle. But I think I got up and did like um, a 50-50 stall on one of them. So I was like, I'll just do that. I'll just try, try and do some stalls. I used to be able to do those on smaller ramps. But they wanted me to go on the half pipe at the bottom and try to get enough momentum to see how high I could go up on each part of the half pipe. They didn't, like, dare you to drop in? No. That, I mean, that's, that's a hospital trip. Yeah, because they know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that goes really bad. Really unless, bad. Unless you stick it. Right? I mean, the, the quarter pipe that he had back there that was bigger than I remember it being, 
I probably would have gotten fucked up if I dropped in on that. And I was willing. I just but think, we just never got around to it. I just think of that time. Remember that, that story I told about the girl on the longboard going down the hill? I think about <laughs> like, you in that situation on the, on the half pipe. Yeah. Like, I can't stop. Like, you actually, like, go down the ramp and are making it. And then you're going back up. You're like, I can't stop. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, lose your fucking board. Oh, man. But, I mean, to- uh, Tony fucking broke his femur like a month ago. I, I saw that. And now we're going to talk about this in a second when we do the reviews. I saw the Tony Hawk HBO documentary, too. Yeah, same. And the injury or the fall that he took at the end of that, if you remember. You you saw the whole thing? Yeah. Okay, all right. So you remember and Stacey Peralta is like, dude, you can't fucking do this anymore. You're yeah. However old you are. That's a different fall than yes. his feet. <laughs> this dude is yeah, the, the fall at the end of the documentary gave him a concussion. Right, right, all right. That's this it. one, he compound fractured his femur. Con- so he broke through the skin. Yes. Wasn't he up walking last week? Yes. What the fuck is that? Because now they don't, when you break a bone like that, they don't just like set it and put you in a cast. They give you a rod. So... He basically has full use of his leg. The only thing, like, if he, he can't fall and re-break it because he would have to snap titanium. Right. It's just a matter of how much pain he can take. And it is, you know, they, I think he was describing it to us, and he's like, they set it in a way where there's a gap in the bone to let it, like, heal. Yeah. So it'll rebuild that section and refuse the bone. The only thing fusing it now is fucking rod and screws. Which, as you can imagine, is insanely painful to walk on. And he was telling us, like, he can't really go upstairs without the use of a cane. He walks with a cane. Like, when I was doing tricks, he, you know when skaters land a trick or when they're trying to pump somebody up, they'll, they'll smash the tail of their board on the ground? Yeah, the trucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was doing that with his cane. <laughs> like when I was nice. when I was skating, <laughs> so he couldn't get on the board at all, right? He like, got on the board. What? Yes, he didn't drop in. He didn't do any tricks. But after we were all done, he got on that board and he started tic tacking across the flat while everybody was just like like Shuddy Boy shirt with the cat, like <laughs> ooh, like Home Aloneing. Yeah, it's just they talked about it in the documentary. But he's essentially going to have to be paralyzed before he ever gets off the skateboard. Like, it's just not going to happen. I mean. That you like in the documentary, it's just he he says it. I like he never he didn't get into skating in the late seventies with the mindset of I'm gonna be rich and famous someday off of this. He was just like I love nothing more than this, and I want to make this my life. Yeah. And as long as I can keep the lights on and pay my bills, that's a happy life. He, yeah. He never intended to be, a, you know, a legendary icon through the decades, the biggest name in skateboarding and incredibly successful and wealthy yeah it just happened like like the only thing i can compare to that is how much i love video games like i wish (laughs) i loved anything that made me money as much as i love video games like if i i have i love writing but it's still kind of a chore like i have to force myself to do it because it's kind of stressful it's frustrating when i'm trying to think of a scene and it's not coming to me and then i'm just sitting there at a blank screen getting more and more pissed I sit down in front of a video game and like if you told me one day it's like Kevin, you're 53, you you should really stop and it's like but why? I I love this. This yeah. is this is this is like my favorite part of waking up every day is going and doing this. <laughs> That's how Tony is with skating. It's like even if it didn't make him money, 
That's all he wants to do. It's the most fun thing in his life. It brings him the, the most joy. So I can put myself in that mindset of being like, wait, I can't stop doing this. What are you, insane? That's not an option. Stopping. Like, skating is my life. Yeah. But, I mean, that's some, like, bucket list shit. But skating but, with Tony Hawk? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'd be like, if, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I went to... I went to Jordan's home court, and we just got up shots. It was cool. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like the fucking, I mean, he not like he's the goat of skateboarding. Yeah. And it's like, he's so far out in front of the next guy. Like, who's the next guy, a casual, not even, like, a, a, just a normal person. Who's the next skateboarder they, they could maybe reference? Well, I mean, I was talking to Carl, and she was like, I can't think of, I mean, just because I'm dating you, I can I can name Jason Ellis. Right. But if I wasn't, I, I couldn't name any other skater but, but Tony Hawk. I mean, maybe Sean White, but you know him more for his snowboarding stuff. But you, yeah. can, you know what I mean? But, like, other than that, like, there's no one in the conversation. You know, like, there's no one worth ma- – like, he is the most important person and the best skateboarder ever. Yeah, 100%. And I don't know how much more you got to talk about that just – or if you want to like review his documentary. And well, kind the, of the only other together. thing that that happened was, and the episode comes out. I mean, I feel like when this when the when our episodes drop, it's either late Monday night, help, or early Tuesday morning. So the new new Jason L show episodes come out Tuesday nights. So it could be when you're listening to this, the episode could be out, but. The, the YouTube episode will have footage of myself and Tully skating at uh, Tony's ramp. And after they did the thing where they were trying to get see how high I could go up on the half pipe by just, like, pumping my legs and riding the momentum, I took the board, and I was thinking back. I'm like, okay, I was never good at skating, but the only tricks that I could consistently land were old-school tricks, like, like grabs. Like, I, I wasn't very good at anything that required me to ollie. Like, my kickflips were never consistent. My shove-its were kind of consistent. But I was like, I'm just going to do a boneless. I'll do a frontside boneless 180. I, was, I used to be able to land those consistently. But I haven't been seriously on a skateboard in, like, 10 or 15 years. So, I was I, like... I was Tolly's experience level with the skateboard. Never been on one. Oh, Jesus. So, he... Like, they, they were just... If he could get to anywhere where it started to, like, incline yeah. on the half pipe and make his way back, that was, like, him landing a 900. <laughs> yeah, dude. I went on a skateboard a handful of times, and the last time I landed directly on my elbow, and I was like, I'll never be on that fucking thing. I'll never get on one of those fucking things again. Yeah. Even the most simple, flat ground bail on a skateboard hurts really bad. Like, my knees are still fucking bruised up. She but... yeah i got I got pretty thrashed, but I so I, I grabbed the board and I just did a boneless attempt, and Jason was like, "You just trying to do a boneless over there?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he's like, "All right, you try and stick it, see if you can do it." So now Jason Ellis, Tony Hawk, the film guys, everybody's watching me try to do a very easy, unimpressive trick, and I am it's your nine hundred. Yeah, I mean, on the Jason Ellis Show Instagram account, there's a reel of, like, a mashup of it, and I'm just eating shit over and over and over. 
and Tony's fucking laughing his ass off at me. <laughs> and they're like, come on, you're so close. You got to stick it. You got to stick it. I finally fucking land one after like 15, 20 attempts. Tony starts clapping. He's like, that was, that was pretty good. And then he walked over to me later and gave me like a fist bump. And I was like, oh my, I can't believe. Yeah, all that happened. You I can't, just said yeah. that story. I cannot believe my fucking life. I can't believe like I've had crazy shit happen to me in my life that has no business happening to me. And this late, like I'm even crawls too hot for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, I'm pushing 40 and I can't believe cool stuff. Like, like just keeps like these pinch me moments. Like I'm, I'm almost like a a minor Forrest Gump, but stupider. (laughs) Yeah. You're like a billion dollars worth of a shrimp empire away. But yeah, yeah, you'll get you'll get your money making moment soon too. I have faith. Sure. I mean, it took it's it got to be inevitable. It took Forrest a lot of different avenues before he found the profitable one. Yeah. So you'll get there, man. That is fucking sick. Yeah, and then a, a fucking day, so then we did a podcast where Tony came on for half of it, and then Chris Cole came on for the other half. And while we're, I think I follow him on Instagram because Chris Cole, of you. Yeah, he's because we met him at Ellis Mania. Did I meet him? I think so. Probably. I don't remember that, but cool. All right, anyways. He's nasty on a board. But yeah, he's sick. So, so Tony's podcast studio is has a window facing the half pipe. So while we're doing the show, I look out, and fucking Steve Caballero is riding the half pipe doing tricks. And I'm, I'm just like, I, I can't fucking believe this. This is, yeah. What is happening? That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was wild. Tony Hawk it would be one of the few people not few, but I guess many, but still short list I would say of people that I'd be like starstruck to run across. Yeah. I mean I've met him so many times at this point right. and it's still every time I see him I'm like, Oh my god. Like Tony, Tony Hawk, Hawk's right there. Tony Hawk pro skater is on a, it's a it is a Mount Rushmore video game for me. Like I, yeah. I I fucking love it. Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two, like if like in my heyday I would have put money on it. Like I I could beat you in Tony Hawk <laughs> Pro Skater Two. No fucking way can you beat me. Well, I have the remastered one one and two on the PS Five. The the two is the one with the Canada course, right? The second one is the Canada course. Like I remember, Think like so? just crushing that course. Like starting off with like a fucking combo that was good for like three million. Like oh, I knew I spelled all of skate on the first run. <laughs> pretty much. Like I never like I never lost the manual. <laughs> you know? Like I just fucking I stuck like a two million dollar or a two million point uh trick right out the gate in that one. I fucking yeah. love that video game. And I got so into it I bought a Tony Hawk's autobiography. The yeah. only the only time I really get into reading, I've read a handful of novels, like not in college, not in school. But the only time I've gotten into reading has been like like autobiographies. Like I've read The Rock's autobiography, Mankind's autobiography, <laughs> basically all your main wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, and Tony Hawk. So the documentary that I saw that we saw, actually, it was a lot of it was covered in his. In his um, autobiography. So, like, I knew a lot of the shit already. It was cool seeing the old-timey 
of the old footage of his early skate competitions. And yeah. Like, I guess, I don't know, just seeing young Tony Hawk was definitely fascinating. And the documentary was good. I didn't it know was. that he was, like, a, considered a pariah when he first started. Like, people people were, like, hating didn't on like him. Didn't like him. Yeah. Because yeah. he would get, a, like, booed. I don't, yeah, I don't think he was, like, punk enough for the crowd. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think I... Yeah, he was like, doing new like shit. People were like, who's this fucking t- twinkled-toes dork? Like, this isn't skating. This guy's doing ballet or something. Yeah, like, I think, like, skate... Like, original skate people looked at him like a nerd. Yeah. And yeah. he, like, at this point would pretty much confirm that. Like, yeah, I'm a skating nerd. Like, yeah. that's, like, my shit. You know what I mean? So, like... Haven't you guys seen... Ah, oh, never mind. I just brain farted. <laughs> um, but the documentary was good. I did see, or I did know of most of the stuff uh, going into it, but it was still, it was still an enjoyable watch. The one thing, and I, th- I, I could have swore I have had to bring this. I have had to have brought this up to you before, because it's the f- one of the funniest things I've ever read in anything. Did you know Tony Hawk? Has met two people that have known how to that can suck fart. I've told I've told you this before, right? No. It's in his biography or autobiography. <laughs> so like he when he was like on the road, I think it was when the first time he met a, a suck farter was in Japan, and the other one was in Vegas. Obviously, on I mean he's mostly always did the skateboarding cool. circuit thing. Yeah, but like they did <laughs> they did one thing where someone blew cigarette smoke. At this guy's ass, and then like he sucked it in, and then like a minute later farted out smoke. And just like reading it in the uh, Tony Hawk autobiography, I remember like just having to close the book. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. And it's just something that's like that's Kevin Kraft. Like he met someone that could suck fart. And when you think about it, like isn't that wouldn't that like be like a holy grail if we can bring a suck farter onto the fucking MSPH? podcast that would be like a, a huge moment i mean that's how the guys that used to go on howard like uh will the farter yeah and mr methane could do it <laughs> and will the farter actually was born without an anus so they had to like pull out a like a corkscrew wine opener and give him one so that also i think that plays into how he can suck fart suck Aaron and then fart it back out <laughs> but like man it's like blowing cigarette smoke out after holding in your ass for a minute like, my hypochondriac ass just thought, like, oh, God, that's how you fucking get ass cancer, is just by, like, smoking through your ass and holding it in for too long. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're kids that are fucking traveling the world skateboarding, like, it's like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah, yeah fucking That would have pro- been my party trick. I'd be like, I'm not inhaling it in my lungs. This is perfectly fine. I'm doing this everywhere. I'm going to get so many chicks. I'm going to blow smoke rings. The idea that he met two people I could suck fart. It's like, yeah. what? I haven't even met one. I'm jealous. <laughs> But yeah, the documentary was was great. Like it got into his family life. I, I think I remember Jason saying one time, but I forgot. Like the age gap between Tony and his siblings, and how pretty much when he was born, all of his other siblings were old enough to be his parents. I didn't. I did not retain that from the autobiography that I read. So that yeah. was somewhat news when I saw it again. And I'll, I fully admit, like it was an emotional documentary. And when they showed him at the X Games like determined to do a 900 and just kept bailing and bailing and bailing. And the, the announcers are flipping out. And then when he finally landed it, I got kind of emotional. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Well, I remember watching that in real time. 
Oh shit! Did you watch it in real time? No, because I watched it in real time, and it's. I loved watching the X Games back in the day. They were so much fun to watch. Yeah. Well, did you watch this documentary? Not yet. No, I didn't even know it came out until yesterday. <laughs> so Stacy Peralta brings up a good point about just like the cycle of skateboarding, like fame, and he's like in the late. In the mid-70s to early 80s, it hit a fucking boom. And then the mid-80s, early 90s, it died. And then it picked back up with the X Games and Tony Hawk, really, um, in the mid-90s. And then it hit yeah. the video game. And then the Tony Hawk Pro Skater video game went nuts. And, yep. like, that kind of, like, was the golden age of, of skateboarding. But, like, Tony Hawk's 900 is the... I don't know. I think it's the only like must see extreme like X game moment ever. As far as makes, yeah. I mean, Jake Brown slamming is yeah. another insane. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. X games moment. That, of course, yeah. But like that's like the Tony Hawk 900 is something. Like I remember watching it live and it being like a thing. Like holy shit, this guy's really going to try this and yeah. he's he's doing it and him just like I like I was like, come on, man, land it, land it. But I wasn't like sick of watching him try. I knew oh, yeah. he was getting fucked up, and you know, like the Donald Trump workout meter, like he really, he was pretty much near empty, <laughs> you know, when he hit it. I mean, yeah. how many more of those fucking slams can you take before it's like, you know what? You're all here, you're all cheering me on, but I can't go up there anymore. You know what I mean? Like fuck this. I think it it literally will be when he physically cannot. That's the only yeah. thing that'll stop it. With the skating. Yeah. He retired uh, He re- he does retire tricks and he puts them up on his Instagram like like these tricks are so dangerous that I can't risk b- bailing on these. So like he retired the 900. I forget what other trick he, he but he puts it on his Instagram when he's retiring it. Like, this is the last time you'll see me do this trick. And I like, I like how they are, well, they're talking about how you retired the 900. It's like, for now. <laughs> Which yeah. is just a crazy thought. I think he retired it, right? I think but, he did too. Eh, you never know. You never uh, Yeah, like if he, if, yeah, whatever. You never know. We'll leave it at that. I don't want to say any more. But it was, it was it a was great a- documentary, though. Like, it's, yeah. on, it's on HBO Max until, no the wheels, surprises. until the wheels fall off. No surprises. You get, you know what you're getting. It's it's cool. You're just watching Tony Hawk's legacy and his, you know, like just, you know, hearing everyone kind of confirm just how much uh, work he put in. Like the the thing where it's like, how many five forties have you done, or how many McTwists have you done? It's yeah. like the the ten thousand dollar Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, theory where you got to perfect something, you got to spend 10,000 hours practicing. And he yeah. says, I've, I've gotten 10,000 McTwists in. Yeah. It's yeah. like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, yeah. I, I just, I thought it was interesting. Just, I mean, obviously his commitment to skateboarding, even like that gap period where we're just talking about where he just like killed it as like a 17 year old traveling around the world, making all this money. And then like, these guys might have to work an office job. Like, yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. It was, it was a good documentary. I Tony Hawk dicks. That's like four? Yeah, I that's, mean, that's where I'm at. Four dicks? I feel like you're not biased, like, but you have to almost like suck Tony Hawk dicks for the... Uh, just <laughs> considering you just skated at his fucking... At a, on his ramp. Yeah. I mean, it was surreal, like... 
skating with him and then watching that documentary two days later. Yeah. Like, this guy's a fucking icon. Yeah. And he fist bumped me because I landed a boneless. That's sick. <laughs> I wouldn't even front. If oh I was in God, that situation, dude. I'd be like, I'm not. I don't care who you are. I love you, Tony Hawk. I'm not getting on that fucking thing. Like, no way will I stand Dude, on that thing. I did some of my attempts on the board he broke his femur on. What? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not actually kind of jealous. That's pretty sick. Dude, and then, like, so after I landed it, I'm going through my head. I'm like, okay, what were the other tricks I used to do? <laughs> so my buddy, when I did the, the, slow children, the slow children days, my buddy, Kevin Carafa, was a, a solid skater. He was good. Um, he never got sponsored or anything, but he was one of the best of us. And he did, he did a lot of those like old school grab tricks where you're not popping the board, but you're grabbing and like tossing it or flipping it and stuff. And he used to do this one move where you'd get some speed on your board. You take your front foot off the board and then with your back heel, you sort of push the trucks. So it sends the board into a spin and then you jump back on it. And I have no idea what it's called, but I was like, oh yeah, that I used to land that one fairly consistently too. So I did it, and the, 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 the material of what Tony's ramp is made out of is so slick that when I hit it with my heel, it started spinning like fucking crazy and got away from me. So I full-on sprinted towards it, jump up in the air, and try to land on the board. Oh, no. I landed on the nose. It flips the board upwards. My ankles get tangled in it, and then I rolled my ankle, which hurt like a motherfucker, and then on my way down to the ground, the board pops up, went right up my asshole. Launched, plopped down, got mild penetration, and then launched me further and fell again. And Tony and Jason lost all composure, <laughs> pissing themselves laughing, and nobody got it on camera. Oh, man. <laughs> Broke my fucking heart. Like, it hurt so bad. And somebody was like, think you could do that again? And I was like... I I'm pretty sure you only lose your anal virginity once. <laughs> that was, but that that they missed the moment. Yeah, Man. what but, a um, fucking what a what a 24 hours you had, huh? Just one of those Living moments where I, just, I can't I can't believe it. It's like, yeah, did, did Carl like think you're a little bit cooler that day, or say, ah, whatever. You know? Ah, she tries to play it cool, but I, I think she was impressed. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. She was she was she she was pumped. She was like, Man, what a same thing you said. She's like, Wow, what a fucking day. Uh-huh. And it did really sting. It was like, fuck, the I know the person in my life who would just flip out the most was would be my dad. Like, dude, I got up. I finally got up on a on a surfboard. And then I went and fucking landed a trick in front of Tony Hawk. So like, I'm assuming fuck. he was probably a big Tony Hawk fan too. I mean, if you're into surfing, you're tangentially in the skateboarding. I think that worked. I'm in no position to correct you. I'll let it slide. I know Shuddy's Googling it right now, but the fact that he had to Google it, we'll let it slide. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> it's he, one of the few words I'm He's no actually correct. Yeah. Oh, shit. The, he used that big word correctly, and we oh. had to go to the sources to figure it out. Don't ask me how to spell it. Just been just I just rely on autocorrect. Pussy. <laughs> In a way that relates only slightly to a matter, peripherally. So oh, your shit. father probably was a big Tony Hawk fan. Yeah. And he would be so clear that. I know we the moment has passed, but I did I was curious on what like his your father's coolest surf spots were. Like do you Dude, think he, if he had like 
if he had a power rank him, what do you think he puts? I, I know he went to Bali. Yeah. And surfed in Bali. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that was his, Everyone his favorite Everyone says spot. Bali. Yeah, yeah. They probably know what they're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> probably pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have more stuff to review. And I do want to make a quick announcement that should get anybody on our Patreon's butthole tingling. But we just learned MasterChef is coming back. May 25th. Yeah, the end of May. And they're doing something which I'm very excited about. And anybody who ever listened to Supermarket Queefs knows that this is an idea we pitched many times to the, the thin air. They're doing like a MasterChef past contestant face-off. Like a tournament of runner-ups or champions? They, I, it doesn't look like they've announced who is going to be involved, but it's just well, like previous Je- contestants. I, you, why do you seem so out of the loop on this, Jeff? Be, okay, so the the I I made you guys aware by sending you guys uh, Autumn's Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. but that's yeah, all I got. Like, I didn't even Google it. It looked like, from what I got from that, that's one of the few... T- I was like, what's Jeff sending me from Autumn? And I look and I saw that. I was like, all right. But it's definitely people who didn't win. Right. I, I, I don't know. I, part of me thought it was the runner-ups. And then, like, Ginger, I showed him the, the Instagram. I sent him to Instagram. I was like, oh, she's going to be in it too. And I, I couldn't confirm that because Anne, who was also in last season, doesn't have as sick of Hooters as Autumn or even as good of a cook. But. Whatever, she's cool. She was my pick to win it, actually. She yeah. also posted that same thing. So I didn't know if it was just like, Let's it's like see. the it's Master called... Chef like brotherhood. It's like, yeah, we're all going to post this shit yeah. type it's thing. It's called Master Chef Back to Win. Back to Win. Do they have the field? Like, like it's the fucking Masters. They I'm have the field. Either way, when series, we'll see the return of some of the most memorable contestants from previous years. Oh, you got to oh. bring back Autumn. There's like, I, I feel like this might be because Shuddy was very unimpressed with MasterChef when we watched it last season. It's COVID there, season. There wasn't a lot of drama and shit, but there has been drama in the past. And it, my guess would be that the people that they're selecting to come back are going to be, they're going to work in some shit stirs. So the, we probably um, will see more drama this this time. Um. D. Goodman, the writer, a writer for GuiltyEats.com, ends his article about this as saying, uh, we have our own opinions, and we'll just say that if Autumn Moretti from last season doesn't get another chance, there's no justice in the world. Yeah. Wow. Like, there's no, there's no disputing Kelsey, last season's winner, that she had probably the, she had the best uh, performance. I, she had the highest chub, food chub score, actually. <laughs> and that's me rooting for Autumn. And But objectively, she had the highest chub score. And I think Autumn had the second or third highest. So she put together a hell of a performance. And I actually thought Autumn's final dinner was better than Kelsey's. But I thought Kelsey's performance for the season was better. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm with D. Goodman from guiltypleasures.com. I think that's what you said. Or guiltyeats.com. It's going to be 20 all-stars is what it oh, says. Autumn's coming back. She, <laughs> I saw on her Instagram her posting stuff of her in L.A. and her in San Diego with one of her homegirls. Maybe she was out here filming. Maybe. I mean. Well, we'll find out shortly. 
I mean, what other reason is there to come to Southern California but for work? Sequester them all in the same apartment and make them live together too. Oh, and just get like a like a real world element Mm -hmm. added to it. Yeah, like an ultimate ultimate fighter type thing. (laughs) (laughs) And they get like vicious fights at the house. It's like food wars. (laughs) Someone tries Autumn's food and like, and all their clothes fly off. Oh man, that's I would I, I would probably nut to her food. You know, Autumn has seen Food Wars. Absolutely, she has, she has to have. Yeah, but yeah, I, just I feel like that's to throw like that an out. easy way to get her to reply to your DM- DMs. Yeah, and I've tried it, so it hasn't worked. So I don't know. Maybe I got to try something else. But yeah, we just wanted to make the Puminati aware. Master Chef is returning, and that also means Crafter Jeff Shuddy Edition is is returning for season two. So um, that's on the five dollar tier of the Patreon. That's one of the ones that we like. All of our specialty shows are on the $10 tier, but we decided to, since that one's periodically released, seasonally released, I guess, we put that on the $5 tier for the people. Yeah. For the people. For the Puminati. Um, another break before we get to more reviews. Shuddy Boy, you let us know in the Easter egg that you have a, an updated tool take or something? Yes. I found out that there is a song that Tool was specifically uh, Danny <laughs> not Jack alluded to it uh, and uh, yes, it is in reference to Danny Carey and the fact that he was in Green Jelly. Oh. And Maynard James Keenan also did backup vocals on Three Little Pigs. And you so like there that. there is a song with them that is in complete garbage. So okay. that song is better than anything in the Tool catalog. Wh- who is it for? Is it for Three Pigs or Green Jelly? I'm confused. It's for uh, specifically the song Three Little Pigs by Green Jelly. Oh, right, that's the song. Do, All right, you, got do you know any I'm other songs by Green Jelly? Because I remember as a kid, I had the cassette single. I had the cass- I had the full cassette. Oh, the whole album. But I don't remember anything but the Three Little Pigs. Because I know they I were to listen to. They were initially Green Jello, and then they and got like a cease and desist, by... cease and desist, yep. right? And, had to change it to green jelly with like umlauts over the Y. Yes. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna add it to my library. I'm gonna listen to this. Uh, you don't remember this song, Jeff? You're gonna. I think you're gonna actually be really disappointed. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's very gimmicky and silly. Uh, very little pig, little pig. Let There's a chance I never heard it before. Up by the hair on my chinny chin chin. Little pig, little pig. Let me in. That's how the song goes, Jeff. Jeff's jaw just dropped. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not confident. I'm gonna like it, but <laughs> whatever. It's we're getting Shuddy closer to admitting Tool isn't terrible. Yeah. So maybe you'll have. But next time Shuddy's in L.A., we'll have to just like sneak attack a random deep cut good Tool song into a playlist. They don't they, exist. Oh, what's this song that's playing right now? I actually kind of like this. Ah ha! Gotcha. I thought. I thought about trying that with you and Kanye when we go to In-N-Out. And I was like, you know oh, what? Oh, you motherfucker. I don't, I, I don't know. Well, I have said in the past that Kanye has made, like, decent beats. Yeah, you're going to... I can, I think I can find a couple songs where it's like, oh, wow, this is pretty good. But I, the, the boys keep making me listen to Black Skinhead. 
So that <laughs> nice. one is growing on me because that is a really sick beat. Yeah, Yeezus. Uh, that, that um, album. That pussy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, should we jump back into the reviews? I know we got more yeah. shit. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I all HBO Max. I think this review segment's pretty much sponsored by HBO Max, right? We I hit- got I got I got other ones. Yeah. Well, I went to okay. a theater. Oh, as did I. Oh, I think I know a movie you saw, Shuddy. I'm fucking excited to hear your, th- your thoughts on it. Well, yes, as anybody who will follows me on Letterboxd knows, I went and saw everything everywhere all at once. And holy shit. I it this might be might have replaced Green Room as my favorite A24 movie. Oh, yeah. It brings up your other take that you alluded to having. Yep. This, uh, I mean, there were some parts that were very A24-ish and very kind of pretentious and just fart-sniffing. But overall, uh, I just, I loved every second of it. Michelle Yao was amazing. Data Oh my god, I loved him. Yeah, dude, uh, I, it's like his character is so like endearing. I mean, I guess technically he plays multiple characters in it with the whole multiverse shit. But I mean, it's 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 a wide release now, and he Kihoi Kwan, who played Data in the Goonies, and and was it Short Round in Indiana Jones? Yes, he has a kung fu scene where he fucks people up viciously using a fanny pack. It is amazing. The fight choreography was fantastic. Michelle Yao can still fucking move. Like, she played both parts very well. She played kind of, you know, this older woman worn down by life, but she was very convincing. But she was, it was fantastic. It was an amazing movie. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. It was just so unique and weird and funny and heartfelt and action packed and utterly fucking bizarre. Like, it gets so weird to, to the point where if you probably looked at it on paper, it was like you are going to lose the masses with this. But I saw it in a packed theater and people were just front to back laughing hysterically at all this weird shit. Oh my god. Somebody there's in the scene where there rocks. Yes. Yeah. At one of those jokes, somebody full on guttural belly laughed in a dead silent theater. Yeah, it's it's everything a movie going experience should be. It's fucking fantastic. It was excellent. It was so fucking good. Yeah, and they're like really promoting like the the reviews that it's getting. It's currently the highest rated movie on Letterboxd. Like I think it's the one like the highest rated out in theaters. No, in, in on the in, on the entire app. Like that includes Terminator Two and Matrix and stuff and Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, Rocky. I'm gonna just Speaking list, of Godfather, list there's off two hundred movies. How about Paramount Citizen Plus docu series coming out? About the making of The Godfather. Is it... So they're doing a docu-series and they're Not doing... Not docu-series. A, I'm sorry. A show, right? Okay. A drama, is a, a drama yeah. series. Okay, okay, sorry. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm aware of that. I didn't know if... Because they do those things in twos now. 
if you remember, right? Like um, Tiger King, like the 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 dramatization of it came out way after the documentary, but like the Pam and Tommy thing, um, you know, they uh, OJ Simpson. That's how they've been doing these things. So I figured maybe there was a docu series forthcoming as well. Whoa, shut up! What? So I just pull up. Open like Letterbox D on your phone, and look at your um, entry for everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh oh. No, no, it's not like an uh oh thing. It's a cool like Easter egg. Okay, I'm looking at it. Do you see the little thing that says reviewed? Like, pull up the listing tap where it says like you've reviewed this film. Like, tap yes. that. Okay. Do you see the little googly eye? Yeah, that did it yet on Saturday when I reviewed the movie. Oh, it didn't do that for me when I first when I reviewed it. But the googly eye moves. Yeah. When you move your phone. That's yeah, when cool. I marked it liked it did that. That's sick. So yeah, uh, I already saw your review, but for the the listeners at home, where do you stand on everything everywhere all at once? Uh, five dicks. Excellent film. Excellent. Yeah, everybody that I follow on Letterboxd that has seen it has given it five stars, except for Captain Contrarian Mark Rooster. These are my three follows. Listen, as soon as as the movie ended, I was like, so, what'd you think? And he waited a second. I'm like, you didn't like it, did you? He's like, no, I liked it, but didn't love it. Mm. It's like it was too long. How long was it? Is there a case to be made that was too long? I know you're not really hearing it, but... I don't think so. I mean, is Terminator 2 too long? An hour and 39... No, it's short. That's my only knock on it. They could have stretched it out another three hours. Yeah. I mean, everything ever, everywhere all at once is, I think, like two hours and 15 minutes. I mean, you could have you stretched that Skynet shootout out for another at least hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Michelle, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis was phenomenal in it. The the girl who played Joy, she's in the amazing or the marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon. So I I've recognized her. Uh, it was excellent. Ali Muffin, what did you think of everything, everywhere, all at once? You know, she supports the Asian community. She's a little Asian woman herself. Yep. <laughs> she loved it. Five dicks. Five red rockets. Little mama. So what else did you see, Jeff? Um, I was interested in getting your thoughts on this because I don't even know how to feel about the show, and I'm assuming you haven't seen it yet, but should. Tokyo Vice. Yeah, I saw that. It is right up my alley, but the main the the main star is fucking Ansel Elgort. Okay. Who I just I don't know. That guy annoys me. Why? I, I, his name is annoying. So and, is his face. And his okay, his face is a little annoying. But the only other thing I saw him on in was Baby Driver, and Baby Driver kicked ass. And he Baby Driver ass did kick ass, it. but he annoyed me the entire time. I okay, I, I just don't agree. Like with when you. Jamie Foxx bullied him, I was like, "Yeah, get him, Jamie." Fair enough. I don't. I don't feel that, or I don't agree with you. So, okay, we can kind of agree to disagree on that one. I don't know how to feel about Tokyo Vice. I think three, maybe the fourth episode. 
that's a hard two words for me to say too. Every time I say Tokyo, I always want to say Tokyo Voice, and I always and I, <laughs> and I fuck it up most times. Like I really have to try to say it right, Tokyo Vice. It's got, I like Ken Watanabe. Yeah, it's got him. It's got what's his name again? I can't. Insel Insel Engelfort. <laughs> Like, dude, get a fucking stage name. What is wrong with you? <laughs> like, be Dan. His, Dan Anselford, whatever his name is. His 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 name was probably like Dan Smith, and then they're like, no, I need something more exotic for the movies. Anselflop Gorgleflorps. What <laughs> well, the fuck are you doing? I don't know. What is it, though? Ansel Elgort. Jesus Christ, that is so annoying. I think he's good. He, it didn't even dawn on me. Until, like, Cheech mentioned it afterwards, or Bill mentioned it when he was asking about it. But I think this fool speaks, like, perfect Japanese. Really? Yeah. Because, like, he's in Japan. The, the, the premise of the story is, is a, it's a journalist, an American journalist, who goes to Japan and wants to cover Japanese news for whatever. I, I don't, they don't fully describe that at the, at, after, uh, through two episodes. I'm assuming they're like weaving in the origin story as they go about it, um, but I don't fully get why he wants to break news in Japan, and then he ends up like getting into the uh, yakuza gangs, which I, I don't know. I'm 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 just reading the plot. It looks like it's got good reviews. Yeah. So, but like every it's in Japan, so everyone's speaking Japanese. Yeah. And ev- most of it's in subtitles. And I just, like, didn't register to me that he was speaking Japanese. And, like, I also don't know what good Japanese sound Like, I don't know. Like, I can't. Like, I don't know. He sounds like that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I look at it. But I think he is speaking, like, legit good Japanese. And Well, props to him. I mean, he is a dedicated actor. Yeah. I just, I don't know. His face ruins it for me. He's he, so punchable. He has. I don't know what he, I, I should IMDB it. I will as I'm saying it, but. I don't I mean, know if anything just, he's done since Baby Driver has he just been working on Japanese West Side Story, and I had to suffer oh, through that. That's right. Like, not only did but not West Side Story suck, it's like great. Now I have to suffer through all this stupid singing and prancing, and I got to look at this motherfucker's face. <laughs> Half a face, dick. Yeah. Half a dick. Was he like the lead in it? Yeah. So this guy's having a fucking year. Yeah, or... and he beat like uh, um, sexual assault allegations too. Like, even nice. that's not canceling him. Holy shit. Like, I don't think he actually beat them, but he got accused of sexual assault, and it didn't hurt his career at all. Well, and you know, like, studio, movie studios want to get as far away from that shit as possible. So, I know. if there maybe were they're, some Maybe real... they're just banking on people just have given up. That's true. Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm trying to, like, say this guy could be not so terrible, and you just won't, you won't budge. I got you. All right. Uh... Yeah, so I'm clicking into him. I didn't know he was in West Side Story. Fuck, that kind of sucks. Yeah, I guess he's done shit besides Baby Driver. Not a lot. I always thought he was good in Baby Driver. I'm not as annoyed by his face. I'm going to continue to watch this. And I figured it'd be something you're into because as far as I knew, like Japan was like your favorite Asian country. I mean, it's the only one I've been to, but... yeah. I do, I do love it. I'm currently playing this video game on PS5 called Ghostwire Tokyo. And it was one that when they showed the demos for the PlayStation 5 before it came out, I saw the gameplay and I was like, oh, that looks sick. And it took so long to come out and it finally is out. And like, you, like I didn't know 
So when you start playing the game, it's automatically in Japanese, which makes sense. It's in Tokyo. So every, all the characters are talking to each other in Japanese and their subtitles. And I watch so many Japanese movies that it doesn't bother me in the slightest. But then I saw there is a way to switch it over to English. And I was just like, ah, fuck it. I like it better in Japanese. I don't mind, I don't mind reading this. But I'm, it's getting bad reviews, but I love the game. I just figured you had Japan power ranked as your number one Asian country. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, you've been there. B, because you love video games and anime. And anime. Yeah, so. I mean, Japan's just my my jam. It's I love Japanese food. The country is very fun to visit. It's like a clean New York. It just you should check this out and circle back. I mean, yeah, I probably will because I do really like Ken Ken Watanabe. And it um. It's the the old school format. It comes out weekly. You know, mm. they don't just dump the whole thing into a stream and. No, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll let them pile up and then I'll just binge it. Yeah, that, but that, it's it gets play. the thumbs up so far. I actually I don't really have a, a grade right now. I, that's why I was I was okay. hoping you would be into it and check it out yourself, and then yeah. you could we could kind of figure it out together. It has potential. I can't figure out whether or not I like it. All right. Well, I guess we'll we'll see how this how yeah. this develops. I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, update you guys as I'm watching it. So I actually went to the theater this weekend as well, but I saw a different movie from Shuddy. You saw Ambulance. I saw Sonic the Hedgehog two, which I reviewed the first one, and I think I gave it yeah, three dicks. Punch him in the nuts. I'm not going to do that. How dare you, Shuddy? I got to spend. Look, it's fucking. Jim Carrey as Robotnik. That's true. I know, no matter what you think of Sonic or that trailer, Jim Carrey is like Mount. He is Mount Rushmore of comedic actors. He does kind of get a pass. And he killed it in the first one. First do you one. Disagree, Shuddy. Oh, he's yelling at one of the dogs. I think. I don't know. I the the first one was like that was fine. If I was a kid. That probably would have been great. That probably would have been like the first Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> if I was a kid, I'd suck five Sonic dicks. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I was like, it had its moments and it was worth watching to get through the unfunny jokes, like specifically aimed at children to get like some cool Sonic stuff. Because I always, I grew up loving Sonic. I still love Sonic. I still play Sonic games. Um, and it's, it's almost like I owed it to my inner child. And then at the end of the first Sonic movie in the post credit scene, Jim Carrey gets warped to like a mushroom planet. He's fucking bald. His mustache has exploded and is all crazy. And I was like, that, that's what I wanted the whole goddamn movie. Jim Carrey killed it, but he's now full Robotnik. And then Tails shows up and it's like, ah, we get fucking the real Robotnik and Tails? So I was kind of pumped for this. Way, yeah, I, maybe I shouldn't say way better. Better than the first one. This was legit fun. So if the kid Kevin watches, you'd suck <laughs> six Sonic dicks? Perhaps. Oh, my God. I would have found a way. But, like, Tails is in it. Knuckles is in it. Idris Elba plays Knuckles. You get a moment where uh, Sonic... I can't remember Knuckles. I remember Tails. He was, like, the red, the red one. I thought Tails was red as well. No, he's... Tails was a fox. Yeah, he's so yellow. He was orange. Or oh, orange. orange, yeah. yeah. Okay, you, you can't be trusted with the color. Yeah, I know. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for clearing that up, Shuddy. You're welcome. But it was, it was, it was definitely like I was, I was ready to do the same thing as the first one. I'll suffer through this to see Jim Carrey be 
phenomenal. Pay my respects. Which he was. He was great in the first one. He was great in this one. Funny as fuck. Every time Jim Carrey is on screen, it's a blessing. He killed it. And uh, there were there were like really good Easter eggs, um, shouting out the the games. The the Tails was great. Knuckles was great. Sonic, who's voiced by Jean Ralphio from Parks and Rec, goes Jean Ralphio in the movie, and every adult in the theater was like, "Yeah, <laughs> nice." John Ralphio is one of the better TV characters in the last 20 years. Yeah. But, it, I mean, the action was really good. The Sonic stuff that they worked in was fucking great. I had, like, a smile on my face the whole damn time. It was... It's not like a Pixar movie where adults can watch it and, like, everybody's enjoying the same shit. There's, it's definitely splits off where there's, like, these just really stupid, easy jokes that are clearly thrown for the kids, which, in the theater I went to... Landed very well. <laughs> and then they, they split some stuff up that go right over kids' heads and is like winks and nods to the grown-ups. So were you the only grown-up without a kid there, you think? No, there was a row of fucking dorks behind me. Fucking dorks? Yeah. Well, who were you with? M- me. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I was not getting Carl into the theater to see fucking Sonic 2. Oh, man. So that's the only way you would be less dorky than those dorks. If there was a... If there was a group of them, at least they could be dorks together. You yeah. go there with your hot girlfriend. Was, it's like you know what? I'm the alpha dork. Yeah. No, I'm Carl. Having, I'm having you're sex a beta after dork. This, you idiots. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um. Oh, dude, I won up myself. How's that? Do you do you have that hidden for a reason? Yeah. But I bought <laughs> I bought this Sonic cup. <laughs> At AMC. What's the reason it's hidden? Oral. I, like I mentioned, I would like to have sex again at some point in my life. But look at this. Isn't this fucking rad? He pops out. You got like a little Sonic figure that sits on the cup. It is rad. Uh, yeah. I, I mean. It's definitely the anti-poon, but it's pretty cool. I can't give it like that high of a score. But let's just say like I had moments where my inner child was like, thank you so much for going to see this fucking movie. <laughs> it re- there were really were like if you grew up loving Sonic, I'm, I was so fucking jealous. And it was it was it was funny because I tried to go at an off time, thinking that I might be alone in the theater. And of course, it was packed with fucking kids. And kids, fucking kids. Kids have like you know how kids don't have an indoor voice. Like every thought that pops into their head, they shout it. So like. The movie's going on, and these kids are screaming, and, like, Knuckles pops up, and this little kid is like, See, Dad! I told you Knuckles was cool! <laughs> and it was, it was just moments like that, but it, was, it, it wasn't annoying me. It was like, I'm, I'm so pumped that fucking kids still love Sonic. No, you can't be that guy annoyed by kids talking in the middle of a Sonic movie that yeah. that would be terrible but I, I don't know i thought fuck I, those kids it was i'll suck three and a half sonic dicks it was legit better than the first one like james marsden the guy who played cyclops in the x-men movies yeah. is fucking great in it he's like you know he's the wholesome guy who sonic lives with i feel like and he's, he's got this smoking hot wife tika sumter and she's awesome in it i feel like that guy james marsden isn't as big of a movie star as I thought he would be off of X-Men, but I think he's going to make a billion dollars as that wholesome guy in movies. 
Dude, for, I'm, forever. I'm telling you, and they're, they're already greenlit Sonic like, 3. He's just a good-looking guy. He seems nice. Yeah, and he's, like, really charming in this movie. Yeah. It's, it's Like, I want him to give me advice, so seeing him give other people advice on <laughs> camera would work. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, he could break bad news to me, James Marsden. Yeah. Uh, my mom died. Well, that sucks. <laughs> but Maybe thanks for breaking it gently, James Marsden. You know who else has a cameo? Kevin Craft. Oh, eh, eh. Thank if you. anybody needs any news given to anybody or anything, visit him on Cameo. Yeah, oh. I share I share my Cameo with Droopy Dog, so if you I do was have to deliver about... some bad news in real life, you can hit my Cameo up. I was confused by what you meant by Cameo. I thought you meant oh, Cameo in the Jeff. movie. I forgot about that. I've got some bad news, Jeff. How is your Cameo going? Uh, Did it die? <laughs> Let's just say the if my progress report were to be given a celebrity um, update, it would be done by Droopy Dog. <laughs> uh, things are bleak. <laughs> Sales are down. <laughs> Sales are down. <laughs> uh, turns out you owe cameo money. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I. I Sonic 2 kicked ass. It was fun. <laughs> I, I, I know its flaws, which is why I can't give it higher than a 3.5. But if you grew up loving Sonic, like me, you owe it to yourself to go see Sonic 2. I don't I'm, know where I stand fucking, on Sonic. Jim Carrey, I think, at one point starts dancing to Pantera in it. Oh, I was like, cool. fuck, look at this movie growing some balls. <laughs> Throwing in some Pantera. Yeah, Dimebag Daryl, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I bought Sonic 1 and 2. I think there's two on Sega Genesis, right? There's, there's definitely a lot one on Sega Genesis. Okay, three was on Genesis. Well, I got done with Sega Genesis when Super Nintendo came out. Then I just kind of like fully went over to Super Nintendo. Oh, so see, I, I had a homie who had that's probably, a Genesis. So I every time I went to his place, it was just we spent all day playing Toe Jam and Earl and Sonic. So that's probably why. I don't have as much of like a affinity towards Sonic, or it's you know, it's because I, I I pretty much gave up playing Sega yeah. immediately when Super Nintendo came out, and I didn't fuck with Dreamcast really. I'm sure they had nobody a Sonic did. Movie. That's why that's why it or Sonic pretty game. much bankrupted Sega out of the console <laughs> business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, my cousin had Dreamcast, and every time we played it, I was like, this is a fucking phenomenal console. This it, rules. But it had it had a Sonic game too, right? Yeah. Yeah, was it any good? I no, remember. Honestly, I, I don't I think I ever played pl- it. I remember playing it. And I don't. I don't remember how I even felt about it. Because um, I just feel like at that time my personality changed. I was more into like sports games. And- yeah, Sonic Adventure was the mm-hmm. the Dreamcast one, and it, it looked like it was 3D, not side scrolling. I wonder how many how many of the how much of the Puminati are going to go see Sonic based on your three and a half dick score. I hope they do because it was. It was fucking good, and there's a good post-credit scene, and there's going to be a third one, and I'm I'm fully on board. <laughs> we have a lot of Puminati dads who can who can go to that get into that movie by saying they're bringing their kids. Yeah, I know Ginger was is in that boat. Yeah. I don't know if he ever ended up going to see it, but I know he was like, "All right, you know, I suffered through some pretty shitty kids' movies. Sonic is one that I'm actually like, okay, I'll." There's a whole his daughter's it. hostage. Take him to take him to <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> Oh, I have one other thing to review just because it's also uh, an HBO series and it's coming out. I think the the second episode of his three-part documentary comes out tonight and it's called The Invisible Pilot. 
Oh or, yeah, you were you were talking about that before we started. Yeah. It's an Adam McKay produced documentary. Yeah, he's been kind of wearing out his welcome with you lately. Yeah, huh? he has. But he he can't he's come he's come back. This this story is fucking cool and it's covering what I think is like one of the more interesting stories ever. And that's like the US government's involvement in the drug war and drug smuggling and like the whole Iran Iran Contra controversy and like pretty okay. much Sicario. Like that storyline. I find that shit to be so interesting. Like yeah. the government funding drug wars and fighting it, like and all like the fucking tangled webs that that creates. So it's about this guy named I think his name's Gary Betzner and have you seen the trailer? Do you know what I'm talking no. about at all? So nope. I would spoil it for you because you haven't seen the trailer. But if you saw the trailer, <sighs> it wouldn't be a spoiler, right? So he's an invisible pilot. like that, Or that's the name of the, the, the documentary. So he kind of goes off the grid and just becomes like a drug smuggling pilot. Okay. And supposedly he's the greatest drug smuggling pilot ever. And like... The first episode ends on that. So, like, the first episode is mostly his origin story, right? Like, he's got a family. He's got kids. How he gets into the drug business. And then something major happens. And then he's, like, they talk about that. And then it ends with, yeah, afterward, I became the greatest drug smuggling pilot ever. So, that's where it leaves. So, I guess the next episode, which pretty sure airs on HBO tonight. I can't wait to watch. It's going to be him just, I guess, running drugs with a cartel. Nice. It'd be sick. Yeah. I just find that shit interesting. I always thought that guy was Barry Seal, who was played by Tom Cruise in a movie recently. And I actually never even saw the movie. But Barry Seal is like a legendary, like, fucking drug smuggling, like, pilot that worked for the CIA and worked for, uh, was the, who's the dude in, in Colombia? I'm spacing out in his name. Pa- Pablo, Pablo Escobar? Escobar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but apparently this guy Gary Betzner is fucking sick too. I don't know. I find these stories interesting. Well, you are the the MSPH resident documentary nerd. I'm happy though. That's like my beat. And you guys <laughs> don't really. Shuddy dabbles in his documentaries from time yeah. to time, but mm-hmm. I think I mean, I'm more a little more consistent on that front. I know you know. Obviously, documentaries are doing having a moment. There's yeah. just fucking tons of them. Carl likes okay. them. Loves them. Holy shit. Ask her to watch fucking Invisible Pilot for me. She probably already watched it. Well, it came out recently, so you never know. Maybe maybe I am... Maybe I would be uh, breaking some news to her. So I was thinking about this when I was watching the the Tony Hawk documentary on HBO Max. Is the documentary goat King of Kong Fistful of Quarters? It's in the conversation. I'm glad that you asked that question. We, We can do like a Mount Rushmore almost like bracket of documentaries me as far me, as like okay so are we lumping in docu-series as long with documentaries or is it only documentaries so i'm pretty sure oj made in america i think it was That's like six hours but i think they i think they released it in theaters so they can get nominated for best picture and i'm pretty sure it was oh, nominated shit. for picture best picture what in 2019 Ah, I don't remember that. Google was it. Oh, what was it called again? OJ Made in America, Best Picture. Yeah, do that. Let's see if I okay. I think I think it was nominated, and I think they released it in the theater just so it can get nominated. 
Well, it does have an 8.9 out of 10 on IMDb. It's fucking... I saw that immediately. It's fucking phenomenal. Like, I... I like, as far as documentaries go, like, it's... It's uh, seven hours and 47 minutes. Yeah, 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 it's long. But, like, like you could... I, for me, personally, and granted, I'm, you know, I'm into this shit. I'm into documentaries. But you could throw it on. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's watch it. So, it won Best Documentary. Right. Um, I don't think it got nominated for Best Picture. All right, fair enough. But it... It did have a the- theatrical release, so it could be nominated for Best Documentary. Like, I think that part, obviously, like was accurate of what sense. I said. Yeah. Anyways, I, to me, it's like, you can't go wrong with King of, King of Kong. Because, like, I felt like everyone watched that when it came out. Everyone talked about it. Well, it came out when I was in college, right? 2007 or something like that? I think so. So I, I pay for the the pro version of Letterboxd, which I think is like $8 a year, and it gives you access to all these other stats. So, like, it gives you these little pie charts of, um, like, there's there's one for Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's favorite movies. There's the top 250 movies on Letterboxd, of which I've seen 35% of them. Best Picture winner winners, I've seen 35% of them. Box Office Mojo All Time. There's all these different lists. And my most pathetic one is Top 250 Documentaries. I've seen 1% of them. And what is the 1% that you've seen? I don't know how to sort it by the ones that I've I've seen. Uh All right. Sort by... Obviously, King of Kong is one. And it came out in 2007, so I was right about that. King Kong, Fistful of Quarters. Like, I remember, like, watching it, and in college, like, it going around, like, everyone talking about it, and, like, watching it in college houses, and, like, everyone had, like, like, did you see that shit? So, like, that, like, it, that almost automatically puts it in the conversation for me. And the other ones, I've talked about this, like, the Beatles documentary. To me, it's just like... Is that Get Back? Yeah. Fucking, oh. fucking, like, it's incredible. It's that's, incredible footage. Yeah, that's ranked number one on this list. Oh, word? Of the top 250 documentaries. Is that by, like, audience score? I think so. Yeah, yeah. this one has the same rating as um, Everything Everywhere, 4.6. Like, I know you're not into the Beatles, and you're not really into documentaries, but if it's yeah. like... If I, I don't know, like if there was one documentary where it was like, you should probably see it. It's important for like human history. It'd be that one. I supposedly, not suppose. I think Shuddy said this. Like, didn't, didn't, wasn't Peter Jackson's World War One documentary just fucking tight? Were, it was were you fucking saying? phenomenal. Yeah. I want to watch that one. But like for me, the Mount Rushmore's. They shall not grow old. Oh yeah. I remember you were super pumped on that one. Yeah, for me, the Mount Rushmore is King of Kong, uh, Get Back, the the Miracle on Ice documentary, the HBO Miracle on Ice documentary, and then the OJ Made in America. Those are like my four favorite, I would say. Wild, I think it was Wild Wild World, the Netflix one, was fucking sick. Oh, Making that's the murder- one about that cult or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Making a Murderer, like the second one, it kind of jumped the shark, but the first season was fucking, it was tight. Yeah. Like, like it was tight. 
Tiger King, like that's another one that definitely jumped the shark. But like, if I'm being real, when I watched, it was like, "Fuck yeah, this is cool." Yeah, yeah. You know when I mean? the first season dropped, I was as wrapped up as everybody else, and it was perfect because it was like, it was the pandemic. No one had shit going on. Yeah, like, tr- Tiger King was like, "Oh my god!" Like this is the only thing that everyone talked about. Yeah, so it was cool. But I don't know what other documentaries do you have up there that you even like jump out to you that I haven't named. You're not a big documentary guy, so like, um, it's a deep cut, but I like the one on Robert Crumb, who was like a cartoonist. He did these like underground, raunchy, um, like comic strips in I think the '70s, and I I don't know how it got on my radar because I I think I rented it at Blockbuster when I was a kid, but it, it was I remember that was also my first ever Amazon purchase in my life. <laughs> Was I convinced? This was back when Amazon just sold books, and I wanted to get. A, I loved the documentary so much that I wanted to get some of his, you know, art books. So I, I found like I, my mom let me use her credit card to buy a book of Robert Crumb drawings and stuff. Oh shit! That is a very deep cut. I have no idea anything you just said. I mean, I know what Amazon is, but. <laughs> <laughs> Deep cut. Yeah, that's about it. I, so, one thing, I, I do want you to ask Carl to watch Invisible Pilot. And I, I'd i almost assume Bonnie is going to watch it. I'll holler at her on, on Instagram. Word. She's a documentary buddy for me. Buddy for me. So now that we've come to the end of the show, Jeff, how are the... Um, <laughs> Sonder Space Crystals medicated Pop Rocks hitting you. I mean, they tasted fine. They're not really hitting me. I, I would have forgotten I'd taken them if I didn't have the empty wrapper here in front of me. But, I mean, they <laughs> taste good. It's just not like, I'm not like stoned. No. No. Yeah, my bitch ass got rocked on half a bag. So if you, you know, you want to smoke some Joey Diaz weed later, I'm going to be down. <laughs> <laughs> Word. All right, well, uh... That brings us to the end, friends. Oh, no. I know. They're going to be so mad about no voicemails. I know. It fucking show flew by. I even saw a, a, a new Netflix movie. We don't have time to review that. If you're mad about not hearing voicemails, just put it all on Tony Hawk and the stupid broken femur. At Kevin Craft Sucks <laughs> on Twitter is where you can direct all of your complaints. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... The official MSPH complaint department at Kevin Craft Sucks. You think well, here, I, since we ran out of time, I'll do, I'll I'll do a little teaser for Patreon. When we do the Patreon show, I'll review the new Netflix movie, Metal Lords. Oh, not the Bubble. I haven't seen the Bubble yet. I don't know what either one of these are. I'm, the I, Bubble is a new Judd Apatow movie. Oh, okay. Then yeah, let's talk about that behind the paywall. I'm not a huge I, fan of Judd Apatow. See, no, I, I am. I kind of want to shit on him. All right, fair enough. I won't do that then. Uh, but I did see Metal Lords. It's a new comedy movie on Netflix about ki- high school kids trying to start a death metal band. And I got some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody who's on the Patreon, you'll be able to hear that shortly. And anybody who's not on our Patreon, I strongly suggest checking it out. Patreon.com slash MadScientistPartyHour. Hit it up. Um, you can also Crafter see Jeff it. coming back. It is with Next a vengeance. Month. Very excited about that. Uh, YouTube.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour if you'd like to see 
the visual aspect of this, you can get to see Little Mama in her command center and Jeff enjoying a new edible on Baking with Jeffy Cakes. Allie. Now she is out of it. Allie. She must have gotten a contact high. Oh, there she is. Little Mama. <laughs> That's a face that knows she's getting a doggy patty soon. Oh, yeah. In and out later. <laughs> she loves In and Out. She just started quivering with anticipation. <laughs> and you can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff R. Records. And at MSPH Podcast. Um, if you want to shoot us some emails, madscientistpartyhour at gmail.com. Shuddy, you got any tour dates? Nope, no tour dates. Just uh, keeping it here in good old Q Town. Jeff, I'm sure some stuff is brewing on Bet Slippin' Podcast. Yeah, listen to Bet Slippin' Podcast. The NBA playoffs starts this year or this uh, weekend. I've been killing it this year in the NBA regular season. If you've listened to my NBA regular season daily uh, podcast, it's impossible for you to lose money. I've fucking I've went nuts in the NBA this year. I've made a shit ton of money. Yeah, let Jeff make you some 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 sports betting money, and then you can sign up to Patreon. Yeah, exactly. You can get the whole Jeff Clark experience. <laughs> get my free uh, sports betting podcast, then throw me some money on a Patreon. I actually had a bunch of, not a bunch, a few people hit me up on Twitter just talking about my bet slipping podcast. Nice. And I'm I'm thinking about DMing them like, yo, hit up my Patreon, though, if you really want to throw me some, some, some support. Because, like, I've legit made people money. Like, I'm fucking killing it this year. Yeah. Like, so I'm I'm locked in for the playoffs. I can't wait for the playoffs start. I'm gonna have some picks and some bets, and you can check all that out on my Twitter at Jeffrey underscore Clark, and or listen to my podcast at Bet Slip or uh, Bet Slip and Podcast on USA Today Network. Thanks for letting me shut it up. By the way, you got it. Thank you for listening, friends. All you in the Puminati. And until next time, oh, something. Hey, 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 plamp. Uh. He, 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 he. Why is Zoom not opening? There we go. Oh, cool, I'm blue again. Yay, fucking blue. I probably have to turn the lights down in the living room. Do you have to I'm put here. like your, whatchamacallit, what, what do you use to get your color right? I mean, it was this fart slime in a jar with a bottle of hand sanitizer on top of it. So putting something in the foreground usually color corrected me a little bit, but... I don't know. See how bright it looks on my camera? Like, it looks like my lights are in the living room are fully on. And you sitting right there can look over and see that it's pretty dark in my living room. Do you see? My face hurts. Do you see how fucking orange I am? <laughs> I got a no. little too much sun yesterday. Re- are you burnt or just yeah. have a tan? Uh, my face is burnt. Like, I, I, I did a pretty good job getting my arms. Um... I went out to play basketball by the beach yesterday for a couple hours, which is like, like my zen. It's like my favorite shit to do. I fucking, I fucking love it. Um, but like, I really, 
because I'm such a pale skinned bitch boy that gets sunburned super easy, I I'm smart enough now, and I've been burned enough times, literally, to know to wear a decent amount of sunblock. However, I sweat a lot. Like, I sweat a lot when I play basketball. I sweat a lot generally, but I sweat a lot when I play basketball. And any, like, sun suntan lotion or, or um, sunscreen that I put on my body or my face, yeah. like, once the sweat, once I start sweating, it gets into my eyes, and, my, and it starts to, like, kind of burn a little bit. So I was hoping that... Just the sunscreen on my nose would be good enough. Yeah. And I didn't go full on, and I didn't think I was going to play as much basketball as I did yesterday. But I was wrong. It, my face fucking hurts. <laughs> it's not, like, not that bad, but it, it kind of sucks. Man, I'm, I'm so colorblind, I can't even tell that you're sunburnt right now. I don't know. I don't know if the camera gets it. I think it does. It's I not, think I can kind of tell. Yeah. Especially when you furrow your brow, that part turns white. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> see? Yeah, see, what I used to do, now I don't know if this is going to make you look like a pussy or anything, but maybe when I was in my running days, before oh. I switched to the fucking bike to help, help out my, with my knees, um, I used to, you know, I'm, th- I'm the same thing, total paste face, so I would put on tons of sunscreen, wait a little bit, let it soak in, do some stretches indoors, and then go for a run, and I had the same fucking thing. I sweat like a bastard, and it would drip and get in my eyes. And I feel like sweat without sunscreen hurts my eyes anyway, but with sunscreen it hurts even more. So I put a fucking headband on. Yeah. I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, if people driving around Hollywood want to be like, ah, look at that dork with a headband, fucking good for them. Yeah. I'm not getting sweat in my eyes. I don't give a shit. As far as basketball goes... Cause like I'm at the gym, I'll just bring like a towel with me and like whatever. I'll wipe off my brow as I'm working out. But basketball, you can't do that. And I've thought about getting a headband while playing basketball, but it just looks so fucking goofy. I I can't do it. I just I look too stupid. Mm. You know what the way around that is? To go full goofy to where it's like, oh, that guy's making a fashion statement. Get like the most brightly neon colored one. Yeah, or and wear like really high <laughs> tube socks or yeah, whatever, yeah. and like short shorts. Yep. Yeah, become like a fucking character of a white boy basketball player. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're not getting burnt. You're not getting shit in your eye. Because I, man, I, I've like everybody in my family that's older than me has had skin cancer, and they've all had it removed and stuff. But like my. My grandma had one on the back of her arm, like on the back of, I don't know what the reverse of a bicep is, the thingy on the back. Tricep. Tricep. She had skin cancer on her tricep area, and I think she let it go for a while before noticing it. And when they actually found it, they had to cut like like a pizza slice, like a pie slice out of her tricep to get it all. Like the muscle too? I don't, eh, I don't know if she skin. ever had any muscle. Well, <laughs> She's never exercised a day in her life. She's fucking 84. And still kicking sharp, sharp as attack, but never worked out a day in her life because she doesn't like sweating. You know, <laughs> that was the whole, you know, not to compare her to Trump, but like that was the whole shit with Trump and not working out. Like he didn't believe in working out because he thought it would just like waste your energy. Oh, no. See, my grandma doesn't like sweating. Trump thought that it was like Street Fighter. Working out drains your life bar. So if you work <laughs> right out back, too much, guys. you just die. I honestly <laughs> don't hate that take. I like that take. If that's the, if that's if that was real, then Sylvester Stallone would have been dead forty years ago. But he's now like pushing eighty, and he's jacked as fuck. No, of course not. But I think that 
Like, life is so random, you can find enough situations where the really fit guy died, or girl died, for random reasons that you can make a crazy statement like Trump did with that. And it, I don't know, and maybe just like suckers like me, kind of like, you know, <laughs> it's not that retarded. I mean, he's, that's the thing. Oh, good old Donnie, I miss him. But he said some pretty dumb things, you know, over the last... I mean, forever, but his presidency, that one is like, I, I fucking buy that take. I no, like that take. That's as dumb as it gets. <laughs> Come on. you <laughs> If you exercise too much, you die faster because your body runs out of energy? I mean, I've heard this theory. It's about, like, football. Like, so Keyshawn Johnson, whatever, famous, from, went to USC, famous football player, has a theory that a football player only has so many hits they can take. Okay, yeah, head injuries, sure. Well, yeah, well, that'll probably drain your yeah. Ryu Street Fighter health bar. So, so it's like if you get a kid into football when he's young, like Pop Warner, like you know, uh, fifth grade. Well, he starts accumulating the hits at ten years old. So it, the theory is that maybe like you don't get him into hit um, contact football until like I don't know sophomore year of high school type thing. I don't know and. and Grant, yeah, football is definitely different than you know just regular life. But I don't know. Again, I fuck with that that Donnie take. I do. Yeah, dude, Shuddy's shirt is aggressive with the the cat, <laughs> and I don't hate it. I don't hate it to be honest. Once he's done, um, we you got know. we got some cool shirt. I got Swayze, dude. Oh yeah, fucking Swayze. I just have I just have uh, Blade Runner. Nice. Do we have some cool T-shirts on it? Yeah, we're rad as fuck. We might have to when we go to In-N-Out. We might not have to. We might not go through the drive-through. We, we should walk into places. Just with strut these, with these shirts. Yeah, I'll bring a boombox and play some BGS as we walk in. <laughs> that would be sweet. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> Shuddy is when he's done threatening uh, the Brazilians. You get him to stand up and and show off the rest of that cat shirt. Yeah, the cat shirt is fucking powerful it's a powerful t-shirt we're gonna have to like who's i'm not gonna get the reference so i'm not gonna do it but we should get we gotta bring him around on like facetime just for his powerful shirt it's like look what us three are wearing oh when we walk into in and out yeah all right guys i am sorry big acai is interfering i will have to take a call in a little while. Understood. In reference to buying some refrigeration equipment. Is it an emergency? It is an emergency. Well, hey, I understand. We do, you know, do you know how much pitaya is at risk of melting? <laughs> Quite Pretty a bit, much. actually, if yeah. we're being honest. The acai is safe. Uh, we don't want to upset Big Pattaya, though. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, shit. Big Pattaya is a little bit dicier than Big Acai. Yeah, we get it from Colombia. <laughs> These guys are not to be fucked with. That would be funny, though, if there really was like a big difference between the, the guys who run Pattaya and the guys who run Acai. It's like, oh, no, we do not want to get on the phone with the Pattaya people. No. Get yeah, the new refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Great. Now my fingers smell like fart slime after fisting that tub of goo. I think you made the 
Easter egg, if this is technically the Easter egg, I think you made it more enjoyable. Oh, yeah. It's still, it's still Evan, the Easter you need egg. record permission. I do need that, and I should probably kill the AC unit. Oh, no. I don't hear it. I say you guys roll with it. Fuck little, it. A little mama definitely wants climate control. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that to little mama. We got to get the little mama cam. Little mama. <laughs> Oh, that woke her up. Yeah, she's out of her slumber. Recording in progress. Let's see. What? It should create her her own Twitter account, and then if anybody has any issues with the air conditioning beyond on, they can take it up with her. It's not even that directly. hot out. It's only 67, but for some reason, my apartment's been trapping. It's been like in the high 90s over the weekend. So was maybe, it really? Yeah. Maybe it was wonderful by me, but yeah. Uh, yesterday, it was a whopping balmy 48 degrees. And... In well, Long I got Beach. the fuck out of here. I've I've just been in Culver City enjoying. And today it's Central 60. Air, Carl Central but tomorrow, Air. Tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be pushing eighty the next couple of days. Uh oh, shorts weather, huh? Time. I'm already in shorts. I'm wearing shorts right now. What's, Time for shorts and hoagies. What's what's the uh, temperature that it has to hit for the shorts to come out for you? It depends. Like when I left the house today. I was in shorts and it was still uh, just a shade below forty when I left this morning. Are you? Are you? Can you not do the basketball player ripaway pants? You know what I mean, like the. I mean, I pants? could if I wanted to, but I'm saying, do you want to though? Not particularly. Cool? Uh, all right. I, I don't have a problem with. You them, know what I'm talking about? Need... No. Like it wasn't cold enough. Like if it's damp and cold. Like Saturday was similar temperature wise, but it was rainy, so it was it felt colder. Right. And that was not a shorts day. But sun shining and I know that the temperature is gonna creep north of fifty five. It's if I can bear it when I leave the house, I'm wearing shorts because I'll be like if I went outside now in pants I'd be bummed. Gotcha. So like NBA basketball arenas? Like pretty much all arenas run a little cold, right? They have a bunch of people in them, so they got to keep them well refrigerated, uh, well air conditioned. Yeah. So basketball players, when they come out to play, before they actually get into the game, they're wearing like warm up suits, like sweat suits almost, um, like really fancy ones, and they have rip away pants. Oh, so okay. instead yeah, of yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of like unchanging where they're taking off like one leg at a time, they just rip off the pants. I want to like see a, Shuddy do that, like walking down the street where it hits like, 55. Like Chris, Chris Pontius and, as Party Boy? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Plam, 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 Like he's got like a fucking alarm on his Apple Watch. So right when it hits 55, it gets the fucking, yeah, it gets the walk. Oh, it's the, party time. <laughs> the, the fucking pull away, uh, the, the practice, short, uh, practice pants fucking alarm. And he just rips them off. Starts humping his banana hammock dick at people. <laughs> Oh, that'd be sick, dude. Oh, I like uh, so now I can see the full cat. Shuddy has a massive, massive photorealistic cat doing the Home Alone hands on the face scream. Yeah, someone just told I, that cat the most shocking thing it's ever heard. Yeah, I like that. This is this is the at least the third time I've worn this for the show, and we've probably commented on it three times, right? Well, I definitely Not once. This deep. Right. Yeah, 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 when I wore it on episode, because this is my episode 500 shirt. I bought this specifically uh-huh. for episode 500. Well, really what it was, that's awesome. Really what it was that you, for us, you were present in the Easter egg. We could see you, 
but because the Easter egg's mostly audio, we couldn't hear you, so we just had to let the Puminati know that you were with us, and you were just in the middle of a call. So the only thing we had to talk about, or at least me, the only thing I had to talk about Shuddy-related was that cool shirt that you were wearing. So I kind of explained it. at the Quaker Town Farmer's Market. Yeah. I, 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 I remember talking Quaker. about this. Because the shirt is so aggressively cat that we've probably had to... I mean, that's all it is. Big fucking cat. <laughs> so I feel like we have discussed it at least once. You know what I haven't seen from Quaker Town Farmer's Market, though? What? Oh, no. The shirt that I gave Kevin for Christmas. Oh, wow. He bought you a Christmas present? You still haven't worn it? Oh, the um, the the vendor... God, what did the they say? Flex sell? sticky buns. Oh yeah, sticky bun shirt. <laughs> Look, if they want me to wear that on the show, we're gonna need a sponsorship deal. Wow. I'll secure like it. All right. And then I'll take whatever I'll get them to donate baked goods. There we go. Nice. I'll fucking eat those baked goods. Wait, are they donating them to me? No no. Oh. They would be donating to us through me, so they probably never make it there. <laughs> Get eaten in Quaker Town. I got you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was like 70 up until Thursday, and then it hit 90 Thursday, Friday, and I think Saturday, and then it dropped back down to 75 in Long is, Beach. It was which beautiful. one is which one of those temperatures is normal for you guys this time of year? I mean, for me, it's uh, my my weather sick. It's usually like mid 70s by me. So that's pretty normal for me. Up here, it gets hotter. By it hand. does, yeah. The The valley just gets baked. But usually, from what I can remember, it. I mean, this early in April to be having, like, 99-degree weekends is... I don't really remember that being a thing. But I also don't remember uh, waking up this morning. I don't know how I got here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. I have bad short-term memory myself. Speaking of which, I don't really remember. I feel like I've seen more than I'm going to review. And I have two things to talk about. We talk, we, we, we discussed this before we jumped on with Shuddy. I, maybe, maybe I'll say something that'll spark a memory in you. Yeah, hopefully. Or maybe I can just... I have... Oops. I have, just so we don't forget, I have a new tool take. Whoa. And uh, a, a new A24 take. Oh, my God. Wow. Beautiful. Excellent. Okay. You've already... I hope your tool take just furthers your rivalry with Maynard James Keenan ahead of our upcoming MSPH wrestling, whenever that... It may, but it, there there might be a little bit of props involved. Okay. Oh, my God. If Shuddy Boy takes off his Home Alone cat shirt and there's a tool shirt underneath it, he's like, <laughs> I'm part of the tribe, guys. <laughs> I Fuck, flip-flopped. Fucking Danny Carey. Great at drums, isn't he? <laughs> All right. Fair you enough. know what? I took another listen. Sober slaps. <laughs> Man, what a what an about face. I would... It's not. Guys, I'm, since this is the Easter egg and this is at the end and everybody's heard my tool take already. It is not, I am not, no, it is, it's a, 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 dual, a double-edged sword compliment. Snoopy Poop Dog! What, what's different between that, what makes that different between that and a backhand compliment? 
double-edged sword. Nothing. They're the same. The same thing. Okay. That's what, yeah. uh, that's what I figured. All right. Do <laughs> All right. You, should we kick this fucker off then? Yeah. yeah from Los Angeles, California, on the Mad Scientist Party Hour. Yeah. 